So you picked the perfect one. Awesome. Well, we are live and we are here with Ariel Lowen. Uh, and if always, we have Tyler and John. So thanks for joining Ariel. And uh, how, are, how are things going? Yeah, they're good. Thanks for having me. We actually are going through a heat wave right now in Texas. So things yeah. are going good because our AC is working. We're like, I think each day we hit almost like 110, 108 to 110. So it's it's pretty good, but pretty hot over here. You're Midland, right? Yeah, Midland, Texas. So right yeah. now we actually, it's like a dust storm outside. The wind's blowing and it's hot. So it's it's vacation spot, that's for sure. Did you go to high school in Midland? I did. I you did. did. I, I just wonder about that that uh, rivalry with Permian. Oh, yeah. So I would say there's a little bit of a rivalry, but I yeah. I never got into the movie so I, I can't say I was much for it, but the football people were. <laughs> right. The show, the show is better than the movie. That's what uh, I've heard. <laughs> uh, I live in Houston. I don't know if you know that. Um, no, I didn't so realize that. Yeah. So I'm feeling the heat just as much. Uh, oh, but you have the humidity too. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. all good. You How far is road. Midland from Houston? Not you're close. Ta you're talking like an <laughs> eight-hour drive. Yeah. Probably okay. That's it's the a, other side of the state, almost. Yeah, she's West Texas. I'm Eastish Texas. Got it. Yeah, it's completely different worlds. Um, how how are you training with the weather that way in your in your garage? I mean, is that that's got to be tough? So you'll laugh at this. We actually, Dylan, my husband, installed a mini split AC unit in the garage, but I don't ever use it. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, realistically, everything I need and everything for the games is all out outdoors, essentially. So it's good to acclimate to the, like, the most extreme weather. But also, like today, for example, I had to run and then come inside and lift some weight. So, like, I can't just open the garage door up and down, up and down. <laughs> so I'm just training for the worst case scenario that Madison is 100 degrees and I'll be ready for it. <laughs> you're, you're, probably, you're probably hoping for it, right? I, because I, I, Yeah. I absolutely love when it's hot because it sounds horrible, but like at Granite Games and at the games, the heat kills people. But in Texas, it's all we know. So it's the same. It's actually a little bit nicer because it's not the like burning down heat. So I, I hope it's hot. <laughs> so, um, in your garage, I mean, it sounds like you're now doing all of your training out of your garage, I think, for the most part. Um do you have all the equipment or are you trying to modify and make do with what you do have? I actually, this week I'm going to my, the gym I used to go to because they have a taller rope, they have a pegboard, they have a yoke. I've just been putting it off for as long as possible <laughs> because I love my garage gym, but I have basically everything I need. Like today I had to handstand walk. So I just handstand walked on the concrete a little bit and then walked in the gym, make sure no stickers are on the floor. So I'm just, I'm doing what I need to. But at the end of the day, I, I love how peaceful it is in my gym. I pick the music. I can make a mess mad. And I just get to like be in my little good vibe bubble. And as long as I'm working hard in the gym, that's all that counts. <laughs> what, what music are you playing? Actually, I usually have a Spotify playlist called High Energy Workout Mix, but today I switched it up and did the artist Pink. You know who that is? Yeah. So it was it was actually a, like a pink workout mix and it was a 
it was a good time in there. My <laughs> training partner did not make it today. So that's why it was like all the girly, girly music. Who do you, who do you normally work out when you do have somebody join you? I have a guy, his name's Joel and he definitely does a, a more scaled version of what I do, but it's just someone there who shows up every day, has a great attitude and it's just like, okay, what are we doing? Let's do it. I'll do this rep scheme. You do that rep scheme. And really it's just someone to suffer with. Yeah. Misery loves company. <laughs> You're not lying. And sometimes you just need that one other person to be like, okay, start the clock. Like, let's just get going. It's going to suck, but just go. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring this up, uh, Wad Zombie, that you're the, Ariel's the only person in the CrossFit space who does Instagram subscription service justice. <laughs> I saw you on uh, Clydesdale you. that you're you're putting out your programming, which you yeah. are programming for yourself, which is very rare these days amongst the games athletes. I guess first, why did you decide to program for yourself and then kind of share what you're doing on, on Instagram? Yeah, two parts to that. So the first one... Last year leading up to the games, I kind of already had an idea of what my strengths were, what my weaknesses were, were, and I just felt bad. The person who was giving me programming, I would be like, hey, you forgot the sandbag this week. That's a big weakness. Let's change this workout. Hey, you forgot chest bars. And it, it almost got to where I felt like I was being really rude because I was like, hey, you need to change this. You need to change this. And I was like, you know what? I hate being rude. I'm just going to take over and just kind of go our separate ways. And I was like, I'll give it a month. And then a month went by and I loved it. Okay, I'll give it till Rogue. Okay, I'll give it till the Open. Okay, now I'll give it till quarterfinals. And it's just, I, I've been enjoying it and I haven't gotten to the point where I'm running out of things to do, where I'm repeating the same workout over and over again. So I've enjoyed it. And because it's my own and nobody does their own programming, I'm like, hey, if the world wants to see it, I have nothing to hide the secret sauce is the work you put in. So like, you're more than welcome to see my workouts, but to improve, you got to do the work. You know, I did actually though, I do my own cardio, cardio pieces. I did hire a strength coach and he sends me like the tempo back squats, lead pulls, strict stuff like that. So I don't feel comfortable with strength stuff. So I did reach out to someone who's a lot smarter than me, but I know how to run. I know how to row. I know how to do handstand pushups, all that. So it's just, making fun workouts each week. Are you focusing more on the weaknesses or like, I guess there's always a, a debate about, do you try to really hit the home run and, and hammer on your strengths so you can maybe take a top three on an event or do you try to shore up maybe those weaknesses that, that you need? Yeah, good question. I learn more weaknesses as I compete. So I learned like three different weaknesses I wanna work on from semifinals. But actually, when I sit down Sundays, I do my programming for the week. So I go week by week and I'll have a list literally of every movement in CrossFit. And each week I try and program all those movements. So I'm still handstand walking, even though it's um, a strength. I might do handstand walk and then sandbag clean because sandbag clean is a weakness. So I'll pair things together that like the handstand walk will get me tired. But now when I pick up the sandbag, how will my arms feel? Just like weaving different stimuluses together. Like today's stimulus was running a 400 meter, coming in and cycling a heavy barbell. Like I know how to run, but I want to get better at cycling a heavy barbell. So just mm -hmm. figuring out how to get tired and then get better. Are you, you draw inspiration? <laughs> Sorry, John, go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Do you, 
Do you get discouraged when you find a new weakness or do you get fired up? I think it's good because it, if, I mean, I've been doing CrossFit since 2012 and I still find that I'm not good at everything. So it's encouraging to say like, okay, I've gotten better at this. Now here's another thing. So it's just constantly improving. I would get discouraged if my weakness kept being my weakness, then that would get pretty discouraging. But I'd like to think they're getting a little bit better. <laughs> do you draw inspiration from other people's programming or do you, do you like, do you check main site every day? Do you do things like that? I, I've always thought that like programming for yourself is the most daunting task. It's always, that's why I have a coach because it scares the shit out of me. Um, so I always wonder, like you're a bit of an anomaly now, um, right? You just you just wanted to do CrossFit and have fun with it, and now you've gone to the games uh, one <laughs> time after another, and you program for yourself. So I, I just wonder where all that comes from. I know it's like okay, I got a little itch, and now it's getting bigger, and now I'm like, I want top ten at the games, and I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> I I try and stay away from what other people are doing. Like I've had a few training camps reach out to me and say hey, we know you're not with anybody. Come join our camp. And I'm just like, with all due respect, why would I want to yeah. be doing the programming my competitors are doing? I'd rather do what's been working for me. And I, I, I like to think I put a lot of thought into time domains. And what works really well for me are like on the clock stuff. So like every 10 minutes, every five minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minutes. So it's just learning how to put more movements in there, but I really enjoy it. It's hard to describe, but I have like a, a crazy person's mind when it comes to programming, but it works for me. But the open and quarterfinals were actually pretty scary because I had been doing just my own programming and I had been just following my stuff and working out alone in the gym. I didn't have any eyes on me. So the open was a big test of, okay, how is this working? Do you know what you're doing or are you ignorant and think you're good at this and it was it was a nice surprise i didn't have to be, be too hard on myself <laughs> turns out i'm not that bad <laughs> yeah I was like, oh, okay we're good i can keep doing this <laughs> as you as you have this next six weeks are are you trying and to practice new skills it feels like everybody on instagram right now is doing the freestanding handstand push-ups like it just seems like post after post are you trying new things or are you just going to let yourself try to adapt and not try to predict or worry about what boz might throw at you i love the crazy new stuff that boz throws out i'm just practicing the things that i feel like personally will show up double under crossovers we haven't seen those yet but we did do a small version of them what else like a little bit higher wall balls but as far as freestanding strict handstand push-up not too much because like I, my first role is a wife and a mom and freestanding handstand pushup just makes me nervous. I'm going to come down wrong on my neck and I need my neck to survive. <laughs> so the only things I need to practice that is on my list are a press to handstand and strict bar muscle up, strict ring muscle up, just in case they touch on those. But I, I try and I'm trying to, I'll go, I'll say this, the strength coach I hired watched my footage and found out like what specific muscles were weak based on what the footage showed. So he's been helping me target stuff. If it does come up, Hey, these muscles are a little bit stronger. You should be fine. This past weekend, uh, the French open had backwards handstand walks. 
So you walked the, uh, where yeah, you're facing. No, I yeah, think that's I so say, stupid. I apologize if you love backwards handstand, but I mean, just go here to there. It's It's, it's so stupid. Don't tell me how to do something. That defeats CrossFit. People who can innovate. Right. I do have the gymnastics. I was a gymnast for many years. So stuff like that, I just have in my pocket. Like if I need it, oh, I can do that already. But I would never practice that, like Johnny said, unless they came up. Yep. That's Somebody. what I was going to say is the rope muscle-ups. You've seen, I've seen those six times this week. I've seen I feel those like those are probably aren't that bad. I've never no, tried one. So I'm willing to bet I could just yeah. do it on the first shot. Yeah. And, and my <laughs> thought goes to, okay, what did Rogue have this year? They had bar muscle-ups, but on a log. Will they copy what Rogue did? In my opinion, no. not There's really. no, no way the rope is worse than the log. That yeah, had exactly. been terrible. way worse. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. But I loved it because – Three, two, one, go. Everybody practice bar muscle up. And it's like, how do you adapt in the moment on the floor? And I love that type of chaos because you can just rely on you either have it or you don't. And it's that simple. Yeah. Speaking of the off-season competitions, do you what do you prefer more? Do you like the rogues and wadapaloozas, or do you really like the the intensity competition of the games? I feel like the games is the backbone of all of those. Like I know personally, if I don't do well at the games, I won't get invited to Rogue. Rogue is always fun, but I like the games is what's important. I'm it's, eating better, sleeping ball. better. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's what everybody knows. Yeah, um, and then you entered into this this year, like you know, you make it 21, you come back, show that you're you're the real deal in 22. This year most people had you as a favorite or at least podium in semifinals. Did you feel any different pressure coming into this year to kind of prove yourself or show that you are one of the favorites um, in in the North America West semifinal? I wouldn't say so. There might've been pressure from obviously the leaderboard showed that went into semifinals as number one. And I would have loved to be number one, but that weekend was the most like peaceful weekend I've ever had. And I think it's because after day one, I was already in a qualifying position. And from there, it was like, okay, let's just make it to the games. If it's this easy, as bad as that sounds, awesome. <laughs> let's just ride it through the weekend. And I did go into semifinals a little bit injured. So it was really just about be smart, get through semis, and then heal up, go to the games. It's probably nice that you're competing with friends too. Like, if, yeah. you know, it's just between you and Alex, you know. You're probably both just having a ball. Exactly. And Alex is one of those of like, okay, you're great. Get first place. Like you need a good little pat on the back. You've been doing good. <laughs> what is, what is your Alex demeanor? Kind of backhanded. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean that backhanded, but she does believe in herself. So if that helps her believe in herself, I love it. That's what I thought. I thought it was rather motherly of you to say that. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. What is uh? What's your demeanor when you're at a competition in between events? Are you talking with the other athletes? Do you kind of keep to yourself? Um, or, and has that changed over the last couple of years? No, my husband. Like there'll be times we go out to dinner and he'll just talk to everyone and anyone. So backstage we are talking probably a little bit too much when people are probably like stop talking. To us. <laughs> but backstage, what helps me to be relaxed is just forgetting about CrossFit. And for me, that's 
talking to people, conversating, laughing, making jokes. So I almost probably am a little bit too much relaxed backstage, but it helps me because if I take this too seriously, it puts way too much pressure on myself when it's like, okay, at the end of the weekend, we're still going home to the same house, the same friends, the same everything. Have fun, meet some famous cool people backstage, and then you've got a job to do on the floor. So when Savon does behind the scenes this year, go go follow Ariel because she's going to be the Josh Bridges of the females. <laughs> oh, we have so many funny stories from backstage. But yeah, if, is he going to be backstage? Is that going to be? We're trying to, we're trying okay. to put it into the ether. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right now, hard, hard no. We're trying, we're trying to make it. <laughs> hard no. <laughs> I'll put it out there too. I'll see yeah. you backstage. I think I think everybody wants to see that, to be honest. Oh yeah. I agree. It's just the real footage. And I heard on uh Clydesdale you were talking about, you know, possibility of building a bigger gym and you thought this, you know, it'd be a cool idea to have someone like a someone like a mayhem yeah. thing where like people can come in and train with you. Um I mean but you also like training separately. How, how do those two mix and mesh? Mm -hmm. I think there's a time and a season for it right now very much so is a focused season so i i don't allow many people in the gym and it's me and my reliable training partner but like training for rogue or training for wadapalooza it'd be fun to have more people there yeah and it wouldn't be 110 degrees at that time either yeah so. exactly and <laughs> i mean if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it right we'll have a cold pledge a sauna hopefully rogue equipment i'm gonna put that out there like you know the good stuff <laughs> so we're putting out savan we'll help put out uh get ariel some rogue equipment for that's for right future gym i like it <laughs> awesome well i appreciate it ariel uh good luck with the rest of your training stay healthy and and uh get that top 10 at the games thanks thanks for having me on you guys have right. a good night yeah. thank, thank you, you ariel. thank you all right well everybody go buy ariel's card from wad zombie, wad zombie. Right that was the first card I ever made. I'm rather proud of that one. I think I still think it's the best one. So Does she have one? Buy it. Yeah, dude. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Uh, yeah. So last week we brought up the uh, the spin top twenty five media poll. Um, here is bring this up real quick. There it is. Ariel's low Ariel Lowen's trading card. First oh, it one. Is, so. it, it is nice. I yeah. love that one so much. Anyway, she's almost got like a Super Saiyan glow around her. For, oh, you know, and it drives up a little. Out there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we did the 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 media poll. I think that was you know well received. I think there's you know we'll be putting it out there in in July, mid July. We're doing an update uh, for the media, adding some extra people into that mix. But this past week, the the Patreons, patrons, whatever you want to say, they voted, submitted their votes, um, and. We have a guest on the show. Uh, got Mitch here from was it CrossFit Magni? Magni? Yes. Yeah, Magni. So, Mitch, uh, you know, thanks for joining. Um, what? Uh, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Yeah. What do you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do I know? I've been doing it since 2011. Uh, I own a CrossFit gym now. I've owned that for six years. So, where? Another where thing is it? or two. Where is it? In Boise, Idaho. Okay. What is the what is the CrossFit uh, atmosphere up there in, in Idaho? They're just in the dance, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like 
there's Justin Medeiros, and then there's like everybody else, which is like nowhere near that. So it's uh, it's very much behind the times, I would say, as far as the pool to select from. But they did have uh, Verdant CrossFit sent a team to semifinals, and I think they were one point out of qualifying. And I know oh, okay. a couple of the guys on that team waiting on somebody to get popped. Then, huh? That's what I that's what I texted my friend afterwards. Like, don't worry, keep training. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's probably the truth. Um, well, we, we do have the results. They, they were published, uh, about 11 minutes ago. Um, the fan poll is out. Uh, and I can tell that you are a, a Justin Madero's fan there, Mitch. Um, I think due to proximity, I have to bias. Um, like, yeah, I feel like I don't think I it's biased. that's the majority. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is and it isn't. Like, the thing is, is I think that first place is, I I think it's under contention. I don't think it's like when Matt Fraser ruled, you know? Um, so I know Justin's a fighter. We've seen it before. So so it makes sense. I feel like it's not like a risky pick by any means. Um, but yeah, I think due to the fact that like he's been in my gym, I've met him a few times, like I have to, uh, you know, safe face in some sense <laughs> <laughs> well you were not alone um we ended up having 12 people vote in the first one uh and oh, justin man. medeiros uh took took the took first place again uh Pat look how Bellner. close they are though tyler this means you're the only person in the whole world that has the whole world <laughs> even hopper hopper doesn't even think he can do it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we did get Roman in onto the podium for the uh, the fan vote. Um, where where did you sit, Mitch? What was your top three? My top three, I have uh, Justin, Jeff Adler, and Patrick Fellner. Uh, Adler three. What uh, it was interesting. We we looked at the media poll. Nobody had Adler actually winning it, um, but we had too. a lot of them had him on the podium. Um, do, do you think he has a chance to beat Justin? Um, Adler seems very consistent to me. Um, and I've, we've seen him beat Patrick Vellner in semifinals, like we're a semifinals type event multiple times now. Um, and he's only gotten better every season. So it feels like there's some runway there. Um, but then you go to like Patrick Vellner's performance at semifinals was so dominant. I just feel like every time he's at the games, there's some sort of shutdown there where it just never actually comes to fruition for him. So I, I picked Adler over him. Yeah. Um, you had a Roman in fifth, uh, Dallin in sixth. Um, it's about where I think a lot of people had, or a couple of people had Roman. I think I may have been in that same boat. What have you seen this year that makes you put Roman off the podium? Okay, yeah. So last year I actually had him in second and he took second. So I was very proud of that pick because <laughs> when I did our little fantasy league at the gym, I was the only one who had him and it got me a lot of points. So, um, did everybody else have him lower? Here, here's what, yeah, yeah, everybody, nobody even really knew him because they're just, you know, the average Joe CrossFitter for the most well, you're part. You're welcome because so. I was screaming Roman's name all year. <laughs> uh, that's pro yeah, it's probably true. And I mean, I saw his performance on any of those machines is like incredible. Um, the, the margin of victories on him is impressive. And anyway, 
Um, what made me put him in fifth this year? I think if I'm being honest and totally from an outsider perspective, like I feel like the pressure is less existent now um, for him. So here, I'll try to awesome. move my mic around. But um, so before it felt like there was so much on the line and so much riding on it that if he failed, he lets his family down. The shot at coming to the United States is post. Like there's so many things that fall apart if he shoots his shot and misses. Whereas now he's here, there's a little more comfort behind that. It's not like if he takes fifth, he leaves. I think. So you don't think it's the being with mayhem versus brute. Um, he wasn't with I mean, brute. Well, well, he was. He was with Nick Fowler, but which was brute at the time. But yes. Yes. It's, yeah. it's kind of muddy. Um, but... Dude, I am. I am very partial to brute. I think they're probably the best in the game when it comes to individuals, um, or at least you know, in the top with hard work pays off probably. But um, I do think it has something to do with that too. Just again, he's kind of following that like YouTube dream, right? Where he was like, uh, he even said it, right? He was so excited to go train with Rich. And yeah, it just feels like that's, it puts you in a comfort zone to, to some degree because you're kind of living a fantasy instead of putting your back against the wall and having to climb your way out of that. And I think he's going to be upset because I don't think training with Rich is all it's kicked up to be. Like, he's not really training with Rich. Rich is biking. Rich don't care about yeah, him. It's different. Rich, Rich has got his own things. He built his empire, and he's, you know, in the sunset. Roman's training with Logan, Logan Viewing. He didn't move to America to train with Logan Viewing. You know, like, it's just, I don't think it's going to be what it's kicked up to be. Yeah, I could agree. Uh, how about the fans? I think Chandler Smith up to, up to 15th, they must've, uh, drunk some of the spin Kool-Aid on that one, at least from semifinals. Uh, <laughs> where did, where did you have uh Chandler on here? I, me or Mitch? Mitch. Oh, he had him 15th um, too, right 15th, there. Yeah. yeah. What have you seen anything that, that makes you put him up there that high? I mean, I had him up there high in the semifinals, but I I got a little concerned after watching him. I don't know. Sometimes he's just phenomenal, and sometimes it's just so inconsistent with him. He's, I feel like anything from after like eighth place, you're kind of taking gambles. Um, (laughs) Like it's, it's hard to, um, yeah, I don't know. I, he did so well in a couple events. I think he did look good at semifinals for the most part, but, um, they're so there's the people above them are so good and consistent. Yeah. As you were doing this, was there anybody that you really struggled with, like where to rank them? Like you, you, you wanted to rank them higher, um, but you just couldn't as you were um, watching that. I mean, I love, I love James Sprague. I love his attitude. Um, I love the vibe. I love the story. I think he's um, fun you know, and engaging with the crowd. And stuff. I would love, I would love to see him be way higher. Um, I think it's unlikely. So it was hard. I mean, even 23, I thought was a little gracious just given the ex- lack of experience. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on with the mic, but it usually works fairly hey, no, well. It's so. not, it's not that bad. Hey, I, I've, I've had, funny. I've had more mic issues than anybody else. So, uh, you're fine. <laughs> you don't have a, um, you don't have a dog barking on it. So it's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's less than a dog barking. <laughs> was that a, a, a slate at John? No, 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 who's, no. No, never. Who's, John, never. whose dogs are always barking? It's, it's my dogs. My dogs are always barking. I have, I have, two, I have two corgis, and they are rambunctious. Um, uh, you know who I – okay, here's a pick I picked just for the story was Jake Douglas. Okay. Yeah. What did you have him in? We like Jake. 17th. Wow. Do I have him on here? I mean, uh, I don't think you have I don't him. Think I, I don't think I captured him. I don't know what I did with it. Um, let me I'll have to go do, double check that and see why he uh, didn't show up. But, uh, hmm. man, that's high. Why? So, why so high? Like, um, if you would have put him in the top, if you would have put him in the top 25. Five. I, I like Jake. Sorry, I'm about to say this, but I don't see him being in the top 25. I think he sees no. like a a gear a, a gee like performance from him. Maybe not so Malharos's peak, like a seventh, but you know similar qualities. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be events that are super in his favor, but I also think that he's spending a decent amount of time with Matt Fraser in that camp and. Everything I see from Matt Fraser is so meticulous that I can't expect much less of of that. But that being said, I mean, it's part of the fun in doing these picks is like taking some of those gambles and, you know, dark horse, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. um, and seeing what happens, seeing how it shakes out. He'd be the rookie of the year if he uh, finishes in the top 20, which would be awesome oh, to yeah. watch. You, you know, if there's a strength event, which preview, we'll be talking about the top five of our favorite strength events of all time coming up in a minute, but it's going to take what, first, second, third, most likely in one of those types of events. So he's going to get some good points. You just never know if there's a couple of them. So he could yeah. surprise people and get some good points on there. It's just about minimizing. Uh, I'm a little worried about a swim, as he said last week. That's um, not, not his strong suit. So, yeah, he's uh, dance. He's dance to be swimming. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, look at this, Adam. Look at these. I do think the fan is gonna be more accurate than the analyst one. It will be interesting to see the results. I think that depends on the analyst, but you go ahead. <laughs> John, John's feeling confident. Uh, on the women's uh, leaderboard, Laura Horvath uh, was dominant. Uh, Eleven first-place votes. Uh, Annie was the only other one to gain an, a first place vote. Uh, Annie switched with Danielle. So it's the same podium, but Annie leapfrogged Danielle in the fan poll. Uh, and Gabby moved up one. Katrin moved up into the top 10. Uh, the fans don't like Ariel, though. So they put her down to 11th. Mm. I, I like the fan vote here. I mean, other than Danielle Brandon still being too dang high. <laughs> Everything else in this, I could see happening. I, 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 you know, I think the fan vote's really good in this one. I mean, yeah. Ariel finished eleventh last year. I don't think it's outside of it. It's, it's not, not crazy. a slight. No, it's not yeah. a slight. Um, yeah, Emma Lawson's low. I mean, that's the same. Same if you say uh, Alexis and Ariel finished tenth, eleventh. No. Emma got the same spot. It's really Gabby that Different. makes the big She's jump. Seventeen getting six though. What Mal do the second year? Like these young girls that do amazing, it's different. Those other girls been in it for a little bit. Yeah. Bethany Flores is pretty high. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I like, uh, I love talking about Bethany Flores. She's one of my favorites. Um, 
No, I, I, Emma Carey, I almost put in first. It was, it was real. I'm not a huge fan of Laura Horvath until she said what she said at the end of her last event. And I think that's all credit to training with Ben Smith, who's got her wrapped into like what it is really about CrossFit as a whole. Um, so she kind of earned some, some favor with me voting her. Not that that really matters, but she also, it's hard to vote against her when she's clearly made a run at it and been really close several times. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, relative to who was there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she was third top two are gone. I mean, she's, I feel like, I feel like Emma Carey is that girl that everybody wants to see do amazing, but you just can't say she's going to until she does. There's a little so, Bethany Flores in that pick. Just I, she's been I injured recently. Yeah. The volume of the games is different. She's younger. You hope it holds together better, but it's a risk. Like she could, she could get injured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what she said. She basically took it event by event. So we'll see how that how the games does in that. Um, rookie of for the women. Uh, I guess Olivia Kerstetter is would be right. I think yeah. Based on just, this, nobody nobody is. Uh, we didn't have any like four standout rookies like we've had the last the past couple of years. And Olivia's not now. Olivia's not Emma Lawson. So I I almost oh, yeah. think she gets it just by just being there because uh, I don't think there's anybody else. Well, here's a bold pick. Elise Emma Carey will not will make top ten, but not top five. I mean, that's mm. within the realm of possibility. I don't think that's full. I think Emma Carey can have a whole bunch of different finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the women's side, I thought it was interesting. All the other votes, there are only two women who did not get one vote. Who's that? It was um, Alexia Williams from she finished second in, uh, in South America, and then Shahad Budebs finished second in Asia. Last like that. Those two women, nobody cared about. Nobody, them. nobody voted for them. Yeah, I don't but. know who they are. So <laughs> it was. It was just uh, the the reason I pointed out is like, at, so many women got a vote, right? Like, right in, in the media one, it, it was. I think there may have been like five, six, seven uh, others that kind of got a vote at some point through it, with the same number of people voting. I mean, the women's choices were were much greater and wider. So it's kind of interesting to, to see how that panned out. Um, man, Elise, Olivia will make the top 10. Now that is that is a bold pick. That is very That'd bold. Dope, Listen, though. Elise, we've been getting along lately, but that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, John, you're an analyst. You don't have to care about their feelings. That's true. <laughs> hey, but listen, anybody that I talk trash about, Brian will have them on next week. He's done it like right. four weeks straight. <laughs> um, this is the first week I haven't trashed Ariel, and then Ariel happened to be on the show next week. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm listening. I'm trying to make it make you feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> he tried to get Justin on. Justin won't do it. That's right. Yeah, I did. Um, He's training right now, so that, that makes That's it tough. True. But yeah. maybe Mitch has an inside connection. We can get him to uh, pull some strings for us. I could text um, him, but I'm not. I'm probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Mitch, do you have any um, uh, bold predictions, like a dark horse pick? You said your podium, but who's going to do better than? Who's who do you think is going to do better than anybody? Everybody else thinks. 
Obviously for uh, Tyler, it's Jason. But any dark obviously dark for reality, it's dark Jason. Prediction. <laughs> reality, it's Jason. Uh, I would like to see Jason do well. I like the HWPO. It has to be uh, Jake. I mean, that's a bold pick. I don't. Well, maybe he's got something else. I think Jake's the only big one. I mean, where's Katrin at for you? Um, yeah, oh, she's 12. she's twelfth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I think that's is good bad. for not making it last year. I yeah. think it's still pretty yeah. high. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But she looked real good at semifinals, and she's in kind of a new situation again, and I think it seems to be going well. So, so I posted this on Twitter this morning. Not saying it's going to happen, but the last time Katrin did not qualify for the games, the following year she ended up winning. So, well, okay, that's, that's, that wasn't a relevant thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have the all trend play. continues. Thirty-five yeah. athletes drop out for that to be true again. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, I, okay, where do people have Christine Kohlenbrander on the the fan poll? The fan uh, poll? She's really she high. She's 15. Yeah. High. Oh, okay. So I, I thought she was somewhat high in 17th on mine, just relative to the media poll. But, media um, poll's got her in 20th. Yeah. Man, she's, she's so strong. weird because I want to think that she's a lot better than she has performed because she said she was hurt last year. And she was a legless rope climb away from being first in her semifinal the year previous. So, like, I could see her really surprising people in the games. But, I mean, I could also see her, you know, not doing good. She's one of them ones that just – I don't – I need more information. She, it's it's programming dependent for her. And now I'm wondering, like, is, is her back really healed up? Um, and then, like – but it's been her best year competitively. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, who are we to say that she doesn't do better than 20th? Um yeah, I think she does definitely better than last year, but I fifteenth is high. I'm not saying it's not possible. Um, maybe we'll see that. Yeah. Well, Mitch, maybe one other dark horse was Paige oh. Powers. I have her at like ninth. Oh, Which yeah, is relatively yeah. high compared to that, everybody else. That would be quite the leap. Um, that would probably be most improved. Looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think she will be really improved. I just, it's a hard field, so it's a little bit does of a game. Does Katrin count as most improved for not making it to twelve? Oh, I don't think they yeah. count that. She also but... fell from first, so I don't know. That's, that's, a, great, <laughs> that's a great point, <laughs> John. I wonder how you feel about Paige. Like, I think she's definitely getting better, but she doesn't seem to have like all six cylinders firing yet. Like she's still off like one or two cylinders from the top girls. Yeah, um, no, I think. I go ahead. I think people really hype on her, and I get the hype. Like she's she's a great looking athlete. Like she moves great. Um, I think she's got a you know a lot of great attributes, but I just am not getting top ten feels from her yet. Yeah, I think. Um... I, everybody wants her to do really well. And I feel like everybody thinks she's going to make this big jump, but it's hard for me. I'm not going to rank her that high until I actually see her do it. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not like an Emma Carey situation. I really just don't think she's fit enough yet to make that jump. And nothing has shown me that she's, you know, made this fitness leap. I haven't seen an event where I'm like, gosh, she would beat everybody in that event. 
Like, she got what in the semifinal? Sixth? Uh, what did I have her? Let's see. Like, no, in sixth. the semifinal. Yeah. Yeah. Sixth. In the East. She yeah, sixth yeah, in North America. She got sixth in the East. So, five women, and I know the East is like a powerhouse, but five women were ahead. Like, she was six of six of the top six women, right? Like, because we, we know there's a tier drop off after that yep. for the East. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, yeah, I, I agree with George in the comments. I just think she's a little bit overhyped. Not her fault. She's not the one doing it. But until I see it happen, even in one event where she just murders everybody, and I'm not talking about Waterpalooza, Brian. I'm talking about the <laughs> games. Um, I won't. I won't be ranking her that high. I feel the same about Alex Kazan. People think Alex Kazan's going to like make this huge leap, but I don't. She's got home run hitting ability, but she's. Not, I just don't think her fitness. Right. I is feel the same way yet. about Kazan. I feel the same way. I. I'm surprised for, to hear for both Paige of Powers them, is overrated. To be honest. You think I? You're surprised? I think Paige is overrated. I think I'm surprised everybody does. I don't really feel like she, I don't know. I didn't, she wasn't Not really overrated, on my radar as like this crazy, over, great person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, Yeah. I guess I don't see the media as much around her in that. Maybe it is because of coming off of the Wadapalooza thing, but I just see her as a young athlete who's really gained a stride quickly. And that means she could have that Jason Hopper leapfrog potential where it's like. Right. Okay, that's fair. I don't see the leapfrog in the ranks, potential. But, right. No one's like, no one's like, like I mean, I'm I wouldn't sorry. put it past her to have steady improvement. Like she was 20 something last year and then she's going to be 16th and then she'll be 10th and then she'll be eighth and then she'll be sixth. I yeah. could, I will, I don't put it past her to have that development, but I don't see mm -hmm. a hopper like jump where it's like, Oh, this girl is in the top tier. You, you see what I'm yeah. saying? Like just from not top no, tier, I think now she's in there. You know, I think her career is going to be long and like we're going to see over the next couple of years, she'll slowly, you know, cut away between her and the and, you know, maybe top five. But yeah, she's I think it takes longer for women to mature to at the top, top end. What I think men mean? can get there and then they get stuck for a while. But women, they can they can slowly claw off some of the distance. Um, It just takes longer. That's oh, how like improvement. Yeah, yeah, away yeah, improvement. Like the fitness yeah. gap. Yeah, ah, I might agree with that. Like they hit their peak a little bit later. Yeah. What do you guys think about this I'm comment from Melissa that got Gazan doesn't uh, have the confidence? Well, Ariel just told us that was the case, so that's what I think. <laughs> it's it weird. I get, I get, I get mixed vibes from her. Sometimes I feel like she's uber confident and she she has a strut about her, and then other times I, I feel what you're saying, where it's like maybe she does need a little bit of like she walks a little timid. Um. Strut it, Alex. You're, you're starting to see this new kind of category of athlete where it's like they're riding until they're burnt out, right? Mentally speaking. Then you have these other camps where they're like, I'm not going to take it that seriously. I'm having fun with this. And then you have the people who don't burn out, and those are always the, the ones on top. And I don't see Alex Gazan or Ariel Lowen treating this like that they're the having fun which is fine if that's what they want to do but i think the winners don't approach it like that it's, so it's a no, I, I good agree. take yeah kenneth man you're late just a bunch of dude where's ariel you have to go back we we, we don't keep him here for an hour we does this every day every episode he's like wait what's going on we, we get him in and out and we cover on other different things so uh go back start start over um I'll be clipping it. It'll be a separate uh, episode as well. So, uh, Mitch, 
I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, joining the Patreon. We'll see you next. Thanks for having me on. Next yeah, next month, you, uh, we'll thanks, be updating and, and see how you uh, adjust those picks. All right. All right, man. Thank you. See you. John, what is this sign behind you? Yeah. Is this new? Yeah. This is the JY Barbell Club. <laughs> <laughs> so Are you trying I, to hype uh, your, your own stuff here? Absolutely. You're trying to sell yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I just it just showed up randomly at my house. Me and my wife didn't know what it didn't order it. Uh and I was what? like, we, I had no idea what it was. It was from Virginia, said my name on it. Leslie thought it was a bomb. Uh it looks really, <laughs> really hard because like, it was you all get those to, often. It was taped so much. And it turns out, turns out my dad just made it and he sent it. Uh and uh yeah. So I, I coach people in weightlifting. If you want to get strong, I coach people to get strong. It's the only thing I'm good at. I will not coach you in running because I'm not good at that. Um, but I am good at getting strong. So, yeah, that's my uh, advertisement piece. Hit me up on Instagram. And, yeah. The Vanilla Gorilla, John Young. J.Y. Club. Come get it. What have, you, what have you been working on in the gym? I saw you're doing handstand push-ups today. Not weightlifting. <laughs> all listen listen my day is basically just 80 percent of the day is running rowing biking and skiing and some form of burpees and then <laughs> yeah. occasionally i'll get a little gymnastics in there uh once a month I'll, coach l will let you lift the barbell yeah and then <laughs> and then uh like you know probably once a week we have like it'll be a hard weightlifting day yeah and then i'll usually post that on my story uh, because people don't want to see me running, rowing, and skiing. like it's not, it's not. Yeah, it's that time of year too, though, because it's like I'm doing the same thing. Um, it's just intervals, intervals, intervals. We've, I'm happy because Mia finally added some like CrossFit stuff back in, but it was like there for a while. It was like my entire morning was just sitting on a bike or a rower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for for me i i'm decent at all the gymnastics and especially under fatigue i'm pretty good at gymnastics it's just yeah. it's just capacity it's like my breathing will get cut before anything else and uh yeah that's all i'm doing just a bunch of that but the tour de france starts in july i'm excited uh hold on wait i don't know if you can see this but i got my uh bike set up right here we're ready to okay. rock man it's hooked up on this little machine right there. So you'll be riding with the with the uh, the guys in France. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. I mean, I'll be on the virtual mountains, but it will be the same mountains, nice. uh, and I'll be I'll be much slower than them. But we're gonna get <laughs> a good shit. It's gonna be really fun. I'm excited. You're gonna get dropped early. Oh, I mean, honestly, if you're biking with them, I don't even think I can make it to the first mountain as fast as they go. They go. It's ridiculous what they do. But how does that work? You just it just ties into it, and you kind of so follow along how the the pack's there's going. A, there's a thing called Zwift, Z W I F T, and this is this. It's basically so like you know how Orange Theory is the CrossFit, like it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like a downplay of CrossFit, right? Like it's a you know for people who don't want to work hard but think they're working hard. That's what <laughs> that's, that's what Peloton that's what Peloton is. To Zwift, to everybody, Zwift. everybody in Europe, everybody, all real cyclists. This is their indoor trainer. This is what they do in, indoors. Okay, but America just knows about Peloton because 
it's catchy and they, uh, I don't know, good marketing. But, I like this. Does it, um, so it has all the, the programming of the hills and stuff in it. So what it will do, what it does is like you pick a course, okay? A course on the, and Zwift, it's got this virtual world and you're in the world. Yeah, like this. And then you'll start going up a mountain and that machine puts in the gradient of what that mountain will feel. And you put your body weight in on your avatar. So it shows you what 100, you know, what 200 pounds feels like on this mountain. And what's funny is- And it is, says, uh, nope, get off. <laughs> yeah, what's funny, You're too so, big. Me and uh, uh, Le- my Leslie, I, I don't know if you've ever seen my wife, Ryan, but she's very small. She's like 115 pounds, maybe 120 on a, if it's raining. Um, <laughs> but we went up uh, Al- Alpha Zwift, which is a one for one of Alpha Hez. You're not going to know what that means, but it's one of the hardest mountains in France. And she destroyed me on this because my 200 pound body can't get up this mountain as fast as her little body, even though I'm much fitter. It doesn't matter. Did you get off and push the, did you push the bike up the hill? No, I biked the whole time. It was just a very slow cadence. All right. All right. You need to calm down. Anyway, anyway, if you're serious about cycling, but like you, you want to do indoor stuff. There's nothing better than this. It is a little bit expensive, the the machine to hook up your bike to, and it's for road biking. It's not a mountain biking thing. But uh, but yeah, when the Tour de France comes, is really on, cool. I just put, I just put like I'll bring a desk in here, and I'll put uh, I'll up, I'll get live streaming on my computer, and then when they go up, a, and I'll try to time the court, the last thirty kilometers to whatever a course that I'm doing, and then I'm biking with them, I'm hurting with them, and it just makes me go faster. That's cool. So, I like so you that. Just, you just connect your bike. You just take the back wheel off and hook yep, it up. And then you, yeah, and you connect it. And then I mean, I'll do. And it's something really, really easy. Like I, sometimes I'll just do it at lunch. I'll just pick an easy, an easy route, and I'll bike for thirty minutes. So I'll have my morning session. I'll eat, and then I'll do thirty minutes on this, and then I'll eat again, and then I'll go do my afternoon session, and then I'll come back and I'll eat again, and then I'll go to sleep, and then I wake up and I do it all over again. So you ain't working all day. You just work out all day. Yeah, uh, you'd be surprised. Like, my day's really busy uh, as far as like managing managing things. On top of that, yeah. I got two freaking lions who won't shut up ever. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sorry, Swift. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know we were going to go on, on that, uh, that tangent, and, uh, but that's, that's kind of interesting. Free sponsors. It is really cool. I didn't, know, I didn't know that existed. I could get into that. Cause it's like knowing you're on the same course as some of these and then like being on a real bike, not a Peloton bike. I like that. It's like a real yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and and listen, you'll cool. nerd out on it. Like once you start like learning, okay, I can have, I can hold 300 Watts for 40 minutes. Um, that makes my FTP like 290. Like you'll, you'll nerd out on that type of stuff. And uh, you can hold 300 that, for that's 40 very minutes. True. Yeah. What? <laughs> You can hold 300 for 40 minutes? No, no, I can't. I can, like, maybe 20 minutes. But uh, the uh, – Okay, I was like, uh, dude, that's nuts. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> now, but you'd be surprised. Like, so I can hold maybe 260, 270 for 40 minutes. Um, like, right. it doesn't drop off that hard. Um, but you'll start nerding out on that type of stuff. Sure. And be like, okay, a 7% gradient, I'm, I'm okay for about – 26 minutes it goes to eight percent i'm okay for five minutes like it'll, it'll <laughs> yeah. right like, right and, yeah. then, and then you improve that way though 
You know what I mean? Like you get yeah. better so fast, so fast. Yeah. That's why any biking event, I know y'all weren't at crash, but when there was a, a biking event, like was there really? What, there was a bike urge involved in one of the events. Oh, okay, and, okay, and, okay. Yeah. And I was so much better than everybody there on the bike. And it it I felt very comfortable on a biker. Like I know what damper and all that to adjust it to. But I'm not good at cardio. No, y'all know that. <laughs> but like on the bike, man, it was just like I had this advantage nobody else had. <laughs> just from hours of being on a, yeah, on the yeah, lift. Just from freaking working this thing, man. Very cool. Uh, Unfortunately, they don't have a runner that does the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our top five for the week um, is the strength events. Our top five strength events ever programmed at the CrossFit Games. I went through all. You did a good job. All 15 years of going through a strength event and kind of recapping what happened linked to all of uh, the YouTube videos out there. So if you are interested in watching and kind of going back and seeing what we're talking about uh, or just you know curious to know what, what happened in 2009 or something like that, it's all there. Uh, so took forever to kind of go through and, and, capture all of that but we are going to go through our top 10 which uh or top five. Oh, of... full screen it brian thank what's you what's that yeah sorry man sorry um and so we looked at our top five strength events at the games surprisingly tyler followed the rules this time so there are no uh, regional or semi-final events a list in to here from. it wasn't an off-season competition it. So I thought about it so hard. What was it? <laughs> I almost picked one like, rep max thruster. <laughs> it was the snatch with, um, Oh, Sam dancer. I thought I was like, maybe I should just throw that in there just to piss John off. <laughs> well, right after I did, right after I did all this, of course, YouTube starts throwing up all these different events. And I see the, uh, one rep max snatch from the invitational where Froning like crushed it. Oh like, Yeah. That was so cool. That'd been a good one that uh, Tyler could have thrown in there to to mix. I was good at them just strength events, period. Like not like all any competition, every crossfit competition. Yeah, but it was interesting to look at this because I had never really tallied what's been used, like how often these things have been done. And so, like snatch was six, a clean was six times. I think the clean and jerk's been three. Um, And then the deadlifts by itself was only two, but then you add in the the. the total and Across it goes up total. to five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, the COVID games year, they were really heavy handed with strength that year. I was like, wow, that yeah. was a bold move. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. It had me start thinking about, I mean, the sandbag was obviously a completely different thing that we had ever seen before. It starts making you think like, well, how do we start changing this up? It's been 15 years and you've seen all the speed ladders. You've seen all of these kind of, iterations that's kind of grown on it it's i don't want to say it's played out but we've seen it before so what if we had a pig ladder that'd be cool and then and and like you just had five pigs and they got heavier and heavier and then um at the very last heat i mean it was an ungodly amount of pig weight (laughs) be hard to yeah yeah i mean there's only been i guess technically two events that didn't have a barbell 
the Chesta bar, the Max Chesta bar that used kettlebells and the sandbag. So there are a lot of similar answers on this, um, but we'll go through. Yeah, the list wasn't very big. No. Yeah, I mean, there were some, but I like, I like I'm going to like the reasons why we picked sure. what we picked. Yeah. Sure. yeah, I think those will definitely be different. Um, so number five. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, all of us picked the one rep max overhead squat. Um, John, I'll start with you. What what made you pick this one? Well, there was a lot of hype for this one going into it. If you were around 2014, um, I think Hackenbrook like called. He was just going to do 400 before the game started. Like we knew about this event yeah. before mm-hmm. the game started. And there was just a lot of hype over it. Uh, and the fact that Fraser and Froning tied, that's kind of cool. They Everybody went for 400 and nobody's close. If somebody, if one person would have just said, hey, I'll go 480. And then they would have won easily. Uh, yeah. But yeah. nobody did. Uh, I think Fraser was probably the closest to 400. I don't think Froning even jerked it up there. Maybe yeah, he jerked he, it up there and then wavered. Yeah, he got Ackenberg wasn't close either. Uh, but you know, there was just a lot of fun things. This one was it was it was more fun than a typical go down the line, everybody max out event. Um, yeah, yeah I, love, I love go ahead, go ahead, Spin. Uh, I liked it definitely for the reason of all these guys were trying to go for 400 and it was, that was exciting outside of just the rank, the placement of everybody, but the overhead squat, it's such a, it's a slower lift and it builds that anticipation of, can you get it overhead, especially when it gets the heaviest. And then just that, that descent is slower. And then, you know, when they get it right, like you see that it's like coming out of a snatch, same thing, but that descent gives you more buildup to it. Um, they kind of just, it created a lot more anticipation in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I, I love the thing that I loved about, it, I, I always like imagine being these athletes and I, from football, I love being under the lights, like on Friday night, you know, it's dark and, and that they had that sort of mystique that year. And then like the glances between Hackenbrook and Froning and Fraser, it was like, you don't really get that much anymore. And that one was unique in that they were doing that that year, but it, it was just so cool. It was, it was so well filmed. It was so well like programmed. I, I loved everything about that event. It was, it was awesome. I would have loved to compete in that event, like as an athlete. Yeah, that was definitely a very cool one. Um, number four, so I threw the ranch deadlift ladder in there. Um, some comments here. Um, the deadlift ladder was cool at the ranch, but probably boring live. I I somewhat can see that. Um, you know, it doesn't. It was cool in the fact that Dancer ended up lifting what he did with a broken fibula. Uh, that was <laughs> nuts. Um, and and both he he and Brooke. Uh, finished the ladder, which was, was cool. Um, I, I just thought that was a, uh, a cool event just going back to the ranch, uh, 10 years later. Um, the event itself, again, watching live, it was probably better that it was at the ranch and on a live stream than it was in front of a crowd. Um, but I thought that was kind of a, an interesting thing as well as to see how far they had come in 10 years back then it was, 
yeah they were still making leaps and bounds year after year which was pretty wild oh yeah um john the crazy muscle to think nope. that is crazy to think that that was so long ago i mean it felt like that happened like just a couple years ago yeah yeah it's uh seven years ago man seven years in madison you were in college which is crazy yeah. um ryan was still out of college i was out of college for a while <laughs> for a long time very very much um uh, it's cool that only one person finished the ladder too mm-hmm. yeah like, i yeah, think was- that's exactly what dave wanted and i i feel like when you program, if you if you guys program for your gym at all, you'll know how this feels. But like when you program a workout and it goes exactly how you wanted it to go, it's a very satisfying feeling. And I feel like that probably happened with Castro in this event. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw that throughout, like as I'm going through this and you're looking at it, like some of these ladders, either that he didn't program enough weight, um, which happened in the sandbag. It happened in 2019, I think it was with the clean for the women. Yeah. Um, or they don't get to the final, you know, uh, barbell. And that's kind of always a little bit of a letdown. So, but 2009, um, I think 23 guys cleared the ladder. Yeah. At 505 or 515, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017, the muscle up clean ladder, John. Uh, I had forgotten about this one. I was there at the games. Uh, that was a really cool event to watch in person. Well, it must have not, not been that cool. You forgot about it. It wasn't my top five, but it was a very cool event to watch. Um, I like that. This is the heaviest weight that there's ever been in a workout, like like while they're actually doing other things. Um, it ended at two cleans at 350, um, and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was cool to see who could power the longest. So, like, there's a couple cool things. Like, Fraser kind of ran circles around everybody, but uh, Tia power cleaned all the way through 235. And she had squat clean the last clean of 235, but she power cleaned that first one. So she like power cleaned the whole thing and nobody else could do that. She was the only one. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, oh my God, like how does she, and she's a little girl, you know, she's not this big yeah. thing. She's not like, it's not like, she's not know, Amanda Barnhart. She's not Danny yeah. Spiegel trying to eat the barbells. You know, it's, she's this little thing that's just doing things every, nobody else can do. Um, so, and I thought, I thought that was pretty darn neat. Um, I just really liked this event. Like Tyler said, he wishes he could do the overhead squat event. I would like to do this event. I'd love this to see, event would be really cool to do. Yeah. I'd love to see where I could kind of stack up against people in this, in this particular event. It just seems very fun to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the total Tyler, I remember that. I remember that when this was announced, it was pretty cool because there have been years of people calling for we want the total we want the total and we yeah. finally got it i want the yeah, other it, total. I, I like both of them i loved the other total in um in the quarterfinals girls who eat um uh, but anyway so yeah this one it i i liked how it played out i think that was good but i'm also this just comes from like a data nerd perspective like I love being able to know these numbers on the athletes. Back squat, deadlift, yeah. rest. I would 100% cool. agree. I almost put the one rep max punt squat from 2020 because it was finally like a concrete number. If you can do this, 
you're, you're one of the you're the strongest one of the strongest mm -hmm. people in CrossFit or like right. or like you don't have to work strength anymore. This is the number that you need to hit. And like front squats, such like a brute strength, but like total Olympic strength too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. Not yeah. I would hundred percent agree with you. I love knowing the exact numbers. This is how strong you need to be. We have. We have 14, uh, we have between 12 and like 15 events each year. I think there should be three workouts a year that are measured, like measuring sticks. I want a mile time. I want a yeah. one mile time trial. Uh, either everybody goes at once or releasing two minutes after each other. Like, they, you know, like I would love that. Yeah, that I, lo I love it for that reason. And we, we learned so much about the athletes this year and how crazy it was that they could do these lifts back to back to back. I mean, it was, it was great. So yeah, it was, it was okay. Visually. It wasn't yeah. like the number five was, I think way better visually. And the story was cool, more cool than this. What, but I think from what we learned about CrossFit as a sport, <laughs> I think this was better. Show me up, John, right in the middle of talking. You got, I can't compete with that. This is Pogi. Look at that guy. He's the one who barks all the time. <laughs> He wanted attention. That's a bad dog for sure. Uh, Wad Zombie. It's a, it's a family show, that gentle choke during front squats. Keep it clean there, Nick. Um, <laughs> that face, uh, that, that uh, emoji is really good. <laughs> that <one. laughs> I mean, that's well-placed emoji, Wad Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, like as far as emojis go, that one's really well-decorated. That, that looks good. <laughs> I mean, Fraser almost fainted. Like he kind of almost passed out when he was doing that event. Yeah. And then Sammy was like, "Don't worry, it's not his first time. It's <laughs> yeah. he passes out all the time." Uh, all right, number three. I have the one rep max snatch from 2017. Um, this one, I don't know if you remember. So it was they got two attempts, the top ten, then it got to advance to get two more attempts. The women's side. Alessandra Pacelli misloaded her barbell. Everybody thought she had done 207. And then she had, and what's funny is I went back and watched it and it might've been Chase, at least whoever was the commentating was like, it looked uneven. Like the, the bar was- Yeah, it goes up crooked. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it was obviously because there was five pounds less on the barbell. Um, and then uh, like Cassidy Lance McWhorter hit three PRs in a row. So like she hit oh, 191 and ended up hitting 200, I think, for her third PR. So three in a row. That just means um, she doesn't go heavy enough in training. <laughs> maybe, but it was still cool to watch. Um, <laughs> uh, you had Sarah Sigmund's daughter out there. Car it was Kara Webb at the time uh, yep. competing. Um, and uh, She snatched 205? 203. No, 203, yeah. Yeah. Sarah got 202. And, or no, Sarah went for like two oh. She went for two oh six and missed, yeah, and that's and why Alessandra went thought she was going for two oh seven because I think she saw two oh two, and then yeah. Car did two oh three and one. Yeah, yeah. So that was just an awesome. I I like the the pressure of you have two lifts the first time, but then it gives them another chance to even go heavier. Um, now that they've secured a top ten, uh, I think they did. There was another one rep max before. There was only two attempts. And so it didn't give them that opportunity to kind of go for it. Like they had to play a little bit safe the first one and then they had one shot to go for it. This gave them 
you know, third and fourth attempt. So that was a pretty cool event to watch. Um, we'll, we'll skip John for a second. Ranch deadlift ladder 2016. Uh, yeah. Any so reason one, you have it? This one, it, uh, another measurement thing here. I think a lot of, and it was nostalgia too, because it's like we'd done that before. They were showing, you know, old, old um, clips of the, the ranch back in the day. Um, you know, Sam Dancer doing what he did and then Brooke doing what she did. It was just incredible. Um, it, I will say it probably wasn't as cool if you were there. There's no way it was, but it was just, I think Ken was probably right. The documentary yeah. probably made, made that, but it's still cool nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll never be able to make a highlight reel for the remainder of CrossFit and not include a scene from that in it. Yeah. It's just too cool. Yep. So, uh, all right, back to you, John. The sandbag ladder of 2022. Um, yeah, I, I mean, guess I, I guess like guys, most people have probably put it higher. I know we did. Um, so, why yeah. why why number three? I mean, I it was very exciting. Am I am I down arguing it because y'all have it higher? No, I, I just it, about like it? obviously you'll be able to to say what what your number one and two were that of the reason, but was there anything that you didn't like about it? Or was it just that you liked the, uh, the other two? I mean, when for... you watch the end, the end of it makes it okay. Jacqueline Dahlstrom and her little body struggling to get it up. And she can, she freaking does it time after time and time. Like that made it, uh, you know, Justin being the only one to do it like technical. And then he probably got so much further than he should have in that event, but that's what makes Justin, Justin. Uh, and he, you know, did really well in that. Ricky having more chalk than a <laughs> substitute teacher on his body. Like, uh, you know, like a lot of things made made the sandbag ladder what it was. But for about 40 minutes of it, it was very boring to watch. And then it got really, really exciting at the end of it. Um, and it, it, I don't know. You're just, you're just picking up a bag, man. Uh, like... It was exciting, but I just don't think like what Tyler said, that's not really a measurement of strength that I can base anything off of. It's kind of like a backyard thing. Like, Hey, let's see who can pick this up. Uh, let's see who the last person is that can pick this up. And there is something cool to that, but I didn't get all the feels the way everybody else got. I thought it was cool. And y'all probably picked it because it's not a barbell. It's unique. And it is, but like, I like strength events that you can do. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to go do it or I want to recreate it. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, but you, you can't can do, that, do that. No, you, yeah, can. you can. I'm not I about mean, to this go is analogous. A 340 pound sandbag, Tyler. <laughs> I'm not going to spend $500. To fill up it's a bag not, sand is so that, cheap, John. That I'm going to pick up one time and never do it ever again. <laughs> I'm That's not true. gonna that go is do true. that, Tyler. And then I gotta go do that with 330, 320, 310, 300. No, you can't to. pick up a 300 pound sandbag. I will bet you anything if we go to a 300 <laughs> pound sandbag, I will pick it up and it'll be the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And you're gonna have to go do whatever. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do, Colton uh, Mertens almost picked up that 300 sound sandbag. If I like, I, I'll do it without even warming up. It's called Country Boy Strength, John. Country yeah, you boy ain't got strength. it, John. Anyway, <laughs> it just—I did not get all the feels that everybody else got from it. 
Um, it is very cool. It's my number three. <laughs> That's right, Alyssa. Yeah. A bunch of heavy rocks. That's all it takes. Uh, you could do the uh, the heavy the strongman where they put the those grip the little metal uh, ho- loops on the on the stones. Oh, the uh, the Denny stones. That's yeah. a little bit different because that's grip strength. And look, I got these tiny hands. Okay, my hands are not very big. They're not. Uh, and that grip grip stuff where you gotta hold on to something heavy. Like I'm not. I'm not very good at that stuff. Relative. Relative. Just pick it up and let it go. Yeah, I mean, if I get my arms around it, get some momentum, you know, use my other muscles, like we're good to go. Yeah, I I do think, and we talked about this on Savon this past Friday was like the tiebreakers just are never there and, and i would and the, the tiger for that event was pretty trash like i don't know what you do but like uh you let them tie that's what or, you do there or, you, yeah, you let them tie do. or the fastest to clean it like y'all said before um yeah but i don't know i just it was it's not as good as the other two for me it's still number three <laughs> yeah it's still the third best strength event of all time for me like yeah. not yeah uh all right number two john and i have the squat clean pyramid from 2016. uh how did this one work again it was you had 10 cleans at 245 and then you got eight cleans at 265 that's right clean to 285 and then four cleans at 305 and two cleans at 325 and then that's it i remember this yeah but you had but you had two minutes four minutes six minutes eight minutes if you didn't make it in the time cap, you got cut. Yeah. Sure. So you, you had a certain amount of time to get through each of those stages, um, which I was surprised. Fikowski got stuck way far back. Like he did not do well. Year, man. Yeah. It's and you have, to, you have to squat clean, squat mm-hmm. clean. He's got a very good power clean. Well, you got to squat it, and that was his first year making it. He wasn't very strong then, man. He was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of volume on the legs by the end of it. Well, yeah. I, but like Josh Bridges, if you go watch Josh Bridges in this event, <laughs> he makes one of these cleans that he has no business making. I promise you. He cleaned it on this. Oh, arm, that's the mashed potatoes clean. Yeah. His arms broke. And then he somehow made an unbreak and, uh, and, and got back to here. It's, it's probably the ugliest clean of all time. Like successful clean of all time. And that includes high school football. Okay, like, it, it, uh, <laughs> man, uh, I'm really happy that he hit it. Uh, but what's fun about this? Don't one ever do that again. Alex Anderson won this, and uh, and Matt Fraser was second. And it was just really cool for somebody to beat Fraser in this. I w- I just wouldn't pick anybody to beat Fraser, but you know, Alex Anderson was like, "I'm good at this. I'm gonna show yeah. you how good I am at this." Yeah. And then and Cara killed everybody in this she ran away with it um i killed everybody i wasn't close and it was it was oh yeah this is the one that people they'll try to face her off like they'll do the female weight and that you still can't beat her yeah yeah like this was uh two dominant people that weren't like you know it's not not like rich or tia or matt like two dominant people in things they're good at killed this event and then that was just i really like the event it's crossfitty um i think strength events are a bit outplayed as far as like max outs they have to be there they have to mm-hmm. they, we have to have max out events but as far as uh like this is it like you know i like crossfit events better than yeah. strength events um yeah i mean I'm, 
because because you had you know it was a race but it wasn't the ladder where you had you know if you have one no rep you're toast um you had to be strategic through it it was more than just pure strength there was some strategy on what you did on that the first barbell um and yeah the feels of when you watch josh bridges clean that thing like that was wild and to see him I mean, it's it's down on his biceps. Like, I don't even know how he could do that. Yeah, he's like reverse. His arms broke. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. Wolverine healed them mid clean. Yeah, that was. Uh, Bridges was underrated. I'm not sure that he was ever underrated. Um, he was he was fighting for the podium, or at least we felt like he was going to quite a few years. So yeah, I was always bummed. He was always just out of reach. It was always him and Spieler that you were like, "Come on, man! He got How could you figure this out?" Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like way back when. But you know, but he, Spieler... got, he had to go off to war and he missed a year. <laughs> yeah, Spieler and Bridges were this every year. It's like, come on, can you guys figure out a way to get through a strength event unscathed or, or not hurt too bad to take advantage of the other events yeah. and, and be up there? It was like um, that year. What was it? 2015. He hit that snatch and. <sighs> in regionals and that was like the most hope i had for him and then it was i think like, that was this year, year as well what do you mean i think it was 2016 the snatch oh was it because it that was been. the same year that pikowski made it his first year well, yeah and pikowski did really well in that event or the snatch from regionals so yeah. 2016 if i remember right they they had the the snatch pyramid in regionals yeah yeah that's yeah. what he's talking about yeah though. that's what i'm it talking was a about pr for him yeah 265 right. was a pr and he hit it twice yeah, yeah. savon talked about it recently on a show with josh yeah uh tyler clean and jerk ladder 2013 so nostalgia starts to play into this 2013 was the year that i was like i want to be good at crossfit um 2012 i started doing crossfit i was inspired but yeah, yeah um, true. but 2013 really turned me on to it. And it was something so cool about the gravitas of like, they had all those platforms out on that field and you slowly just went through and watched people drop off. Now, visually now we would probably hate it because everybody was kind of cleaning at the same moment, but it was so cool to see like who missed. And then at the end of it, it was like Lucas Parker, uh, Rich Froning and, um, well, Kalipa. Lucas was done by then, so it was just Rich yeah. and the, it was the Rich and then, uh, it was well, Rich and Kalipa, Lucas Parker and Barto. Barto were yep. done, but they were ahead. Yeah. yeah, and so it was just it was it was so amazing to watch that. Um, it was in the middle of the day; it was hot. Um, and so and there's, there's, there's jerks were like some of the yeah. trashiest jerks I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Just man, push press. Yeah, and that was the first time too. It was like. They had started to play with that sort of like not interval ladder. style weightlifting, but like a ladder. And it was it was it was a new thing that we were still trying to figure out how to write CrossFit workouts back then a little bit. And this mm -hmm. was a new sort of strength format. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And so it was like after that, you would see like you would come in the gym and people would have like processions of like eight barbells, and you were like, dude, why the did you get this many barbells out and it's like it's really fun to do until you have to clean it up away. <laughs> no, you need you need a crew you need a crew for the for a lot yeah so 
Yeah, I, that's a lot of it for me. Mike McGoldrick was there that year. Matt, Matt um, oh, what's his name? The, the firefighter. Matt Chan was still there. Like, this was the changing of the guard year um, where it was like we saw the last of the old guys and and the first of the new guys. So it was just – there was a lot in that, that event yeah, for me. They gave him, what, like 90 seconds to do this too? Like, they gave him a ton yeah. of time. And uh, I mean, Rich tried four times <clears throat> to clean his last clean – yeah. And I remember like part of it when I was rewatching it, you see him turn around and just watch Kalipa behind him lifting. Like, you know, it was like, are you gonna, are you able to do this? Are you going to follow me? Like, uh, because you had so much time, you could actually kind of sit there and, and watch their reactions to, to the lifts. Watch, watch Kalipa do God awful jerks like three times <laughs> in a row. It's like, there's no way you can get that overhead. And then he did. Um, I wonder there's also, I think it was Ben Smith's first uh, catch and bounce jerk that he does. Yes, yes, that was so cool. And I remember practicing that so much after watching <laughs> that. It was like I was like, "That's so amazing!" Like boom, boom. Uh, but it's weird. Do you think that that's solely because Rich was that way? Like he would watch people that we because then we had that in the overhead squat workout that sit and stare and and kind of taunt dudes that you were going against. Like we don't really see that anymore. Do you think that's just him, or do you think that was the 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 type of athletes that they were back in the day, the sort of community I, they had then? I think it's the uh, you didn't see anybody doing that, but Rich. So like I I, I think it's who's winning because mm -hmm. yeah, like Fraser would do that. Fraser would finish the workout, sit on the ice bucket, and wait for you to be done. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Uh, I and. When Madero's is, is fifth and everything, he's not finishing first. He doesn't have time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not looking to see what everybody's doing. He's pacing perfectly. Right. right. And so, like, I think I think it's just a product of who's winning at the time. How Rich competed. I yeah, because his think, thing was, I need to get right out ahead of you and, and watch you. Yeah. Well, I think if Ricky, like, were to win the games, I think we'd see that from Ricky. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think we would see that from Roman. If they weren't like chasing people and, and went in like you know in the driver's seat um but the only problem i have with this event is that like it, it made it look like rich was the winner uh because he's the last one lifting because they went out by order yeah that's how they used to do things and like asia barto and lucas parker both beat him he didn't and also the numbers weren't very good like <laughs> you gotta think rich failed to clean a jerk 345 right i yeah. and and like or i think he failed to clean he failed to clean 345 um yeah i think so he couldn't stand he, it up he got under it and yeah. then and then couldn't, yeah, couldn't stand, stand up, up. 345 yeah. that's not very much weight when you're you're the fittest man in the world you're rich freaking croning and i know he got stronger i know he got stronger but when 345 that's what wins the, the event it's just it kind of downplays it for me because it's not that impressive what was the event right before it uh the, the strength event but previous no the, the 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 actual event they did before the this workout i don't remember that's a hard yeah call. you got you got effort or you want me to i'll find it uh well i mean you look at the the uh the year previous, even Neil Maddox cleaned three sixty five. 
Yeah. And he won, he won the clean liner with 365. Like, and so I'm talking about the year previous. It's, it's when have we ever seen strength go down? Yeah. I just, what Neil Max doesn't qualify. Well, yeah. (laughs) Naughty Nancy, which is not a leg forgiving workout, nor a jerk forgiving workout. 345. You should be able to do more than that. Just trying to give them a little bit of leniency in the world. And then they did, they did the legless, the the thrusters and rope climbs the night before so their legs were smoked yeah they used their legs a lot on legless <laughs> on the thrusters you're doing it you're doing Dude. like over 21 15 9 ain't that 27 27 21 15 ain't that much on your legs they're they're the fittest people in the world tyler they're not you a hundred overhead squats is not going to make you sore not sore enough to not stand up with 345. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he, what was interesting was you look at the CrossFit total and like the, the what do you got? I'm kicking my dogs out. All right. Um, when you look He's just at kicking his dogs, <laughs> when you look <laughs> at uh, the, the CrossFit total in 2007 and then the 2018 to 2020, like obviously 2020 you only had five comparison points, but the men for the most part hasn't really changed on the total from the winter to 2020. So 13 years, the total didn't really change that much. It, it, it did improve slightly to 2018. Right. The women though, uh, I can't remember who won, but she w- finished like 540 some odd pounds right. as the total. And then like Tia Brooke just obliterated it. Uh, in 2020. So the women have definitely made this huge stride over time. The guys have gotten stronger from a technical standpoint, but I don't think from a brute strength, it's really changed. Like they've gotten better learning the Olympic lifts, but just doing deadlifts or squats, like it really hasn't changed that much. Jeanette and I talk about it culturally all the, like we talk about it all the time about, we've changed the way culturally how women feel and think about strength and what we actually think that the female human body is capable of. It was, it's capable of way more than we thought. And I still don't even, I still think we have a little while to go before we really know. I still mm-hmm. think the cult, like broad culturally speaking, like, yeah, we're more okay with women being strong now than we were, you know, in 2013 when it was still really weird to see a, a jacked woman. Um, but I think, you know, as the population increases of women who want to be stronger, like we're just going to keep seeing stronger and stronger women. Yeah. I, th- I think there's, you see it with the percentages that we, that we keep putting up there uh, compared to the men. It just keeps getting the, the, the need to go up to 70% or 75% at some point. Like where does that stop? Right. Like how, how close could you get? And that's, I think that's what we'll see here in uh, a little bit. Uh- I can tell you how close we'll get. You want to know how? Tell me. So, for the uh, for the um, men, the uh, I just take this off of the Olympics. So, if you take the um, okay, 80, all right, eighty-nine kilo guy in the Olympics, the guy who wins for eighty-nine mm-hmm. kilos, it's right around five hundred pounds on the clean and jerk. Um, so for men, it's a hundred pounds less. 
men are usually just right at 100 pounds less on the clean and jerk and the snatch of what the best ever is. Um, what's great, what's crazy is that equals 80%, which is pretty cool. Um, so I, if you take just the best in the world, and then if you take the mm -hmm. same for women, um, call it at the 150 pound class, okay? You know, whatever class is around 150, you see what the best in the world can do on the clean and jerk and the snatch, you take 80%, that's what the women equivalent will be for CrossFit, right? And that's what you could see. I'm pretty sure we're there with Tia. Um, but do you, do you think, I mean, Tia at the 80%, I mean, she's not at 80% when you look at the front squat, which granted Griffin was the one that threw that one off, but, um, I, I'm no, just he's just comparing it. So he's not going male to female. He's talking about yeah. when you're comparing it to weightlifters, weightlifter okay. women to CrossFit women, it's at 80%. Got it. Um, Yeah. Male to female, though, I mean, like to me, I've always thought it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about a deadlift, we might be able to push it up to, you know, whatever our percentage body weight is. So um, I don't think you can do bit. a percentage on static lifts. I think it's just I, I, I for like programming a workout, you just call it 70, 75 and you're fine. That's what the workout's going to be. But for like max outs, like what you should be. Right. Deadlift is such a weird one where some people can just deadlift way more than they can squat. I don't think you static lifts. I don't think you can do a set percentage. Women should be what men should be. Alex Kazan will skew it for the bench press because Alex Kazan can out bench press some of the men. Okay. <laughs> um, like I like static lifts. I don't think you can Olympic lifts. You can almost perfectly at 80%. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just talking about for Metcons. I mean, like if you're going to create standards, it's like I think you sure. could you could up that percentage for the women for for anything that's lower body dominant. But I think for upper body dominant, I think it might be stuck around sixty five to seventy percent. Like I just don't think they're ever going to be. They they just don't carry the mass. They're not built the same yeah. that way, and that's okay. It's just you know we actually like TTT did a whole podcast on this. Like we're not figuring out what that is. We're not talking about it anymore. We're just like seventy percent. It's like, well, does that make sense? Man, Nick, throwing out some, uh, throwing out some Kazan beat out bench, John. Man, no, John, that's that's me. Did she out bench you, Tyler? Nope. There we go. There we go. She can out bench Brian though. I'm a Friend. masters. I'm a masters athlete. Friend, I, was, she, I, she, I wasn't talking about you. No, she can out. She can out bench me too. Much more than that, Kenneth. <laughs> uh, all right, number one. It's going to be a little anticlimactic. Uh, Tyler and I both have the sandbag ladder. Um, I, 2019 clean. All right. I, I did. I did like that one. That was that was on my list of considerations. I, I have a reason why I didn't put it on there. Yeah, it's not um, even on any of y'all's list. <laughs> no. Um, so I like the sandbag ladder because it changed it up. It was different, and it was. Um, I get all the points that John makes of why it wasn't number one for him. Uh, Hi, John. See ya. Um, so, no, I, I just liked the idea of it was different. It, it challenged the athletes. They probably weren't ready for something like that. Um, you know, it was, hey, let's see how you can adapt to this in a strength-based workout. We've always done adapt to something new, and it's generally been gymnastics based. Um, and this one, 
uh, was let's throw a, a max lift in there. Uh, welcome back, John. I thought you got mad at me for, uh, you know, not having the one rep max clean on my list. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. What um, so, uh, yeah, that, that was, I, I just like the uniqueness of it. I think Dahlstrom obviously stole the show. Um, but yeah, I like seeing something different after 14 years of games, strength events that snatch were clean were, and jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was something different. It, it makes me hope that we see something cool next year or this year. Yeah. There I, was I a lot of that. Be more strongman events. There's a bunch of different strongman events they can do. I mean, I, I think you should still have like max outs and, but like, just another event be a uh you know let's see who can hold this freaking bag the longest or carry it you know whatever you know what i'm yeah. saying like just all there's all types of strongman events you could do oh yeah and they're so functional like strongman has the most functional movements like i think it was Alyssa was saying like come pick rocks up at my house it's like that's why i related to it like you live in central kentucky you're gonna move rocks all day long that's all we have is rocks and it's like <laughs> I grew up lifting heavy rocks. And so sandbag, I love the sandbag letter for that reason. Spin is because it's like, it finally marked this like, okay, it's okay for us to do something new. Um, I, I was so happy to not see a barbell. Um, and John, I, I disagree with you. It, I guess maybe there's a bit of it because I was there. So I never felt bored. It was long enough. The break was long enough that you could sit there and you would chat like I was sitting there with Amanda Hari and some other folks, and we were like, "Who do you think will get it in this heat? Who, you know, who do you think is going to get it?" And it was enough. Um, hey, I lived in Kentucky for a while, girl. Just letting you know, Eastern Kentucky too. <laughs> I'm, I lived in hillbilly world. I, um, I skipped it. I went from Indiana down to Tennessee. I just right bypassed yeah. it. That's the no man's land. Um, I was there, and so it. it, it I never. I don't think I've screamed that loud at any sporting event ever. Is when when I was Who when did like you Ricky and them. For, Tyler? Roman, Ricky, Alexis. Justin, Brent, Alexis, um, Jacqueline. That I mean, it was so crazy watching them overcome. And it was that it it never felt like they were battling each other. I mean, there was even that moment where Brent missed it and he was like, "Go ahead, like <laughs> I can't get it." <laughs> it was man versus this I wish just Brent would have got that block. so bad. That last I, I tell you what, if Brent would have got the last sandbag and we could have saw that moment instead of a four-way tie, I might have put it up there. Right. Oh, anyway, I was it was just so cool that they were battling the bag. They weren't battling each other. They were just and, and Ricky, like, Ricky had terrible form on it. He looked like he didn't look as smooth as everybody else, and he just still battled it up. And then same thing, Justin had an entirely different technique from everyone, and he still did really well. Um, and then Jacqueline, like, how long can you just sit and hold your breath and battle and say it back? So. Uh, Al Alyssa said it was exciting because he didn't know who was going to win versus, like, a max snatch event. I don't know if you didn't know who was going to win. Like, I think everybody knew, especially after the first couple lifts that Gee and Danny were so far ahead of everybody. Um, but beyond that, you didn't know who was going to, you know, you, you didn't know for sure who was going to do well and who didn't. Um, yeah. So that was, that was kind of interesting. 
Like we we've seen most of these people on their Olympic lifts and have a pretty good idea of where they'll finish. And so this was this was was different from that standpoint. Actually, Alexis let me down in this one. I remember picking her in her heat, and she didn't do very well. I would um, Colton would have done a little bit better. He he was almost squat cleaning the sandbag. So like, I like, know if he somehow could have like made that work for him, and like he just could get under it, like it would have been really. Fun. Like he got up to like three ten or three twenty or something like that. Uh, it would have been really, really, really fun. Uh, was it Hopper that took 50, 45 seconds on one and still didn't make it? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was another pick. Cole Sager took 45 seconds on every yeah. single one. And he kept doing it. And he kept going. I was wild. like, there's no way Hopper doesn't kill this workout. His arm, He's a big athlete. His arms are freakishly long. He has big hands. And then he, he didn't do that well. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> what are you talking about? He got fourth. Uh, after all those ties, though, like he didn't win it. And I was like, I wanted him to like just dominate everybody on that event. I thought he had the capacity. Yeah. I think what was also cool is how they got just so sore after it. Like they were not used to that type of soreness of lifting a sandbag for Max and have, being under tension for so long. Like I remember hearing so many of them say like the next day, like they were hurting. Yeah. When you, I mean, you lift a 350 pound barbell, you're not with it that long. Yeah, yeah. The time under tension was so much longer. Unless you're a CNS deadlift. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice call, John. That's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, the one rep max clean from 2019. What what made you? I, I got. It's got to be Frazier and and Patrick. yeah, it's simply a Frazier thing, man. I I mean, y'all both know I'm a Frazier guy. Uh, and like this was probably the worst year of all of his years um like up to this point like he had a 2014 like rich proning mm -hmm. rich proning was 2014 was terrible but i mean instead of walking or like up until he turned it on i'm saying like it just wasn't going good for him and it's but instead of walking it's a sandbag that falls out of his backpack through no fault of his own he gets called a cheater all throughout the internet for running 100 meters without <laughs> one of these sandbags uh there's no and way he, he would have done as well with that sandbag. He just <laughs> and then he gets docked a minute. So he went from like six to 19th. Like, like that's, it's crazy how far he got docked for that. And like, no, he's never in like that year. And Tyler might feel differently because he's trained think tank. You can tell me feel differently, Tyler. It should not have been close. And it, it was almost geared for Matt to lose. Like it like like the way every it was so many weird things were happening. And then like the way everybody that was good got cut except Noah and BKG. Like the top three, and then it was a bunch of people who probably shouldn't have been there that got there because of the six events, seven, you know, that were there before. Had the max clean event been before the cuts from on the top 20. Yeah. I think half of that field changes, and, and, that, and they would middle Noah on almost all of the events. They would middle Noah. No, I um, don't disagree. I I delete two thousand or twenty nineteen and twenty twenty from my mind. I, I just there's so much wrong no, with and those they're seasons. They're still there. They just you just got to know what you're talking about. You're talking about a different games. They're still there, but you got to talk about a different games. Yeah, I will never take away Noah's second place. 
Well, we all know that second place is in 2019. You know, right. it's, 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 it's fine. It's just it is what it is. But the whole time, everything has gone against Matt. Like, I don't like he couldn't have like he couldn't have been dealt a worse hand than he was in 2019. And then the clean event, which I mean, I get he's kind of the only strong one left. I mean, Scott's there, but uh, everybody lifted way more than I think anybody would have thought. Uh, like <laughs> Noah hit 365 and he wasn't very strong back then. Um, I know he's gotten stronger since, but I didn't expect him to hit that. BKG hit 365. Munweiler hit 370. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panchik hit 375. Um, and then, like, you know that look y'all talk about? Like, Rich just looks at Kalipa and you get goosebumps. Well, Fraser's doing the same thing with Scott Panchik. Scott Panchik is sitting on the bench looking scared because <laughs> he doesn't want to touch 380. He's like, gosh, I really don't want to touch Probably because his knee was, I, like, I, a, I an him, inch from exploding. I've heard, heard him say this. He was like, man, I really don't even want that 380 to be touched in my hand. Um, and then Fraser's just – I mean, come bring it. Like, it doesn't matter. And yeah. and then he hit it. The whole crowd got super loud. I don't, it gave me goosebumps watching him. I like seeing dominant people be dominant in things that they are really, really good at. And it just – I was very happy for Matt in that moment um, because through no fault of his own, it was like the games was against him that year until until – after the one rep max clean um it was like uh, kind of like when you think about the open right and you have all these people in there and the point system was so messed up that like you weren't going to get much advantage doing well in first cut second cut and like which you should have those those are crossfitty events right and like they're a little bit like you got to be really good to be good at those events. the first cut event to win that for that event to not be worth the same amount as a sprint is ridiculous. Like yeah. just straight up ridiculous. Well, um, I mean, yeah, you could take 30th and just be 30 points behind, I think is what it was. Like it was, there was no difference. Like it, it just didn't matter. Right. Versus you do shitty, take 30th and second cut, you get less, you know, it's a bigger gap. So that whole thing, like it just, the way the order of everything was, and that was a huge discussion point was the way that the order of events were like, it, it changed who made it. And you see that in the top 10, you're like, those are not top 10 athletes. And then you, you also that- had a battle with Tia and, and uh, Barnhart too. When Barnhart's yeah, was power cool. clean in 225 and it looks like 135, the crowd audibly gasped. Yeah. So like, it's rare when you have a battle for the women and yeah, the men both together in a strength event. Um, like Danny Spiegel, we all knew she was going to win. You know I mean, yeah. there was a battle yeah. with D in the sandbag ladder. I mean, I, we had four guys in the last sandbag. So it was very exciting on the men's part. Danny Spiegel, we just watched her just eat the sandbag. I'm going to keep on referencing <laughs> stuff like that. I, I, like, know, I like doing that. This is interesting to think about. I, and I never really thought about it like this because 2019 and 20, we'll throw out 2020 entirely. I mean, they just, it was a salvage job, right? But 2019, they, the wheels started to get really wobbly as far as like programming and like style of like how we were doing things. Do you think that that is because of like, I don't want to say Dave is boredom, but like 
sometimes you perfected something and now you're starting to touch it too much. Like you're just, you're, you're putting accents on it. You don't need to, you had a thing that worked, you know what I mean? Or do you think, I think it was for I think other you, reasons? I think if there was 40 men and 40 women in 2019, it would be one of the better games that we've had. Yeah. I think the reason it's so jacked up is because of how it was. The countries. Um, and, and, and like Dave was operating with his hands tied behind his back. Um, and I think he did the best job he could. Same with 2020. If you don't want to count 2020 because it's five people, I get it. I get it. But 2019, if it's 40 men and 40 women, and let's say they cut by the end of Saturday, they cut to 20. Kind of like what they do now. Like what they did now, they let them do nine events, and then they cut 10 people, then they cut one more time to 20. Yeah. Right? And then the last 20 do the last day, the last two days, however they do it. But it was 10 events, and then they cut to 20. So they say they do that in 2019. I think it's one of the better games that we have. Mm -hmm. um, yes, Matt still probably wins comfortably, but just seeing the performances, um, I think it would be much more lauded uh, than it is now just because of how it was. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It was If you would have put – the top 20 athletes that we think were 20 top 20 in 2019, the runner up max clean would have been easily in the top five, probably top three for sure. Cause he would have thrown some other of those just super strong guys in there that you didn't get to get that opportunity. So, yeah. uh, it made me think about what might be on tap for this year and what I would kind of like. Um, I mean, I, I hope there's something that's not a, another, you know, no barbell again. Um, so I, I don't know what that looks like. I think there's so many options with, with strongman that they could do. Um, I'd like a, but, like a barbell max out event and then, but then there also is another, is a, some strong man, a brute strength. Yeah. Implement, sort of implement yeah. like funky thing. You know, you know how yeah. cool it would be to strap everybody to a truck and let's say, let's see who pulls just, it the fastest. You yeah. know, like just something freaking random, you know? Yeah, that, that would be, that'd be cool. Uh, Todd here has Gwen 15, 12, nine of unbroken clean and jerks for load. I don't think they can do that because it would be very, very hard to keep track of. And that's hard to commentate on. Right. I'd be, yeah. And then like, you're going to do it by volume. That's yeah. I, I get what you're trying to go at, but we'd also see people screw it up on rep 12. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I, I wondered, and then you run into like judge decisions to the no rep. You, did you hear the no rep? Like, Oh, his right. elbows aren't through enough. Like it's just, there's a lot of stuff that could go weird wrong that. there. Yeah. Truck pull Atlas stones, similar. It'd be cool to do like a heat system with Atlas stones, like a, like the clean and dirt, like a speed ladders. You know how they eliminate the top well, 20. Yeah. And Strongman they, has that, uh, where I think they did it at rogue where it's like, they have like different not heights. They, well, they have different heights and different weights of the, uh, stone. And yeah. then they have to get up, you know, as, as far as they can down and, uh, as fast as they can. So it gets more and more difficult each time. I don't um, think you should ever use stones, by the way, actual stones for CrossFit. No. I think it should always be sand. sand. Or or the, the D balls. I don't know how heavy yeah. the D balls can get, but they can probably make it, them heavy as they D balls. Want to make them. Have you ever have you all ever done like D ball holds versus like sandbag holds? So they're hard. way harder. They're way harder. Yeah. I did a 150 uh two like two or three weekends ago. 
um, because we dropped in at a gym and they didn't have regular sandbags and they only had a D ball. I could barely hold the thing. And like, I can sit for two minutes with a 150, no problem. It was, yeah. I was like, what is I happening? Know. I don't think holds are harder. I think, I think cleans are harder. Yeah. Especially if you start sweating and I'm a sweaty mother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Those Mondo, those <laughs> Mondo balls get Thank slippery. you for those de- that details. <laughs> Barry, thanks for joining. Uh, I don't, he, he has a bad read on uh, John. He looks thrilled to be here. I think it was sarcastic. I am, I am thrilled to be We're, here. Yeah, a good time, Barry. Um, do you think we'll ever see like a, a bench press one rep max? Well, if the other total has bench press in it, it's a bench press overhead squat and a clean. I would love to see the other total. Uh, in, in the CrossFit yeah. game. But I don't know how you would work it, but I actually save a, it save it for the year that I make it because that's the year that I would <laughs> that's want yours. to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird – It's a, it, like there are freaks in the deadlift. There are freaks in the, the bench press too. There are people who are just like – you're just really good at it. I mean, me alone, I'm, I'm benefited by the fact that my arms are really short. I don't think I'm actually as strong as I can bench press, but I don't have to go far, so I'm pretty good at bench press. So I think if you did bench press a lot in, in, in football, it's beneficial. Not everybody played football. Right. I mean, that's all you do is press. You come off the line and you do a press. And But I remember – you probably remember this. During the team series, um, they did a three-rep max bench press, I think, because Lauren Fisher, um, Josh Bridges, Rich Froning, and somebody else was on a team together. I know what you're talking um, about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Briggs, a three rep would be cool. Um, they had a three rep max at the uh, crash, that was one of the events. Yep, mm-hmm. um, they that was uh the event that I they had four separate people. You chose which guy you want to do what, and I was our bench presser because I think you yeah. can fake uh, you can't fake it, but like you can kind of get away with one rep, but like three is really like you're really testing how how strong you are in three. I think one one you can kind of get away with in, in some ways. So yeah. Depends I, how much you can pop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm pro I'm pro sternum crush. Just launch that sucker. <laughs> Break it if you have to. Get the bounce. Yeah. Awesome guys. Uh yeah, our top five. So that was that was interesting if you uh <clears throat> want to go check out the barbell spin i have an article out there you can go check out all of all of the strong strong strength events um i saw some comments on there about strongman's fear um i mean there, there's really plenty strong, there's yeah there's plenty of, of events that include a strength bias but they were not a strength, strength event. event yeah right um uh last year's uh what was it the the yoke and the three barbells. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but back nine. I mean, back that's nine. a strength event, back nine. right? You had to be strong. I thought of right? that event. Yeah. Um, didn't include it because there was no like you couldn't go beyond, right? There was no progression in weight or, or anything like that. It was just you just had to be strong to finish. Do it. what was well, prescribed. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. super exciting either. Like nothing crazy happened. I elbowed yeah. around one comfortably, but it wasn't like it just wasn't a super memorable yeah. event. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's been a fairly quiet week, I think, uh, other than getting kind of the, the official four-year sanction um, for for Angelique Conaway out of Africa on the team side. 
it's been fairly quiet. You think because we haven't heard anything that probably means somebody else has popped? I think it means everybody is clean and we are doing great. Cleanest sport that exists. Jake Douglas, you have made it through. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we're out there. We're out there yet. Um, I have lobbed a question out to CrossFit to find out if they get a status update to see if they would share if they do have anything under appeal. So you know. I don't nice. want that to happen. I hope I think it's good for Gee that he missed the games this year. <clears throat> I if freaking Kaike pops and Gee gets in on backfill, I'm I'm gonna be so like against Gee this year. I would, and I don't want I would, to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take I, I don't know. I, I could only I could understand, but I would still be mad that I missed. And I, I don't know that I would. I think I would take I would take self punishment. Like when uh, was it Lazar or Luca that Lazar. didn't go? Yeah, it's like no, I'm. Like, I kind of deserve to be in the shed. Yeah. I think he'd he'd take it. I think he'd take it. He'd though. take it. I yeah. think he would, but it just I I don't think I would. Yeah. It's hard to say until you put yourself in that position. Right. I get it. You got sponsors. You got obligations. Yeah. Um. So I. I, I hope we don't see any more. It would just be better for the sport if we don't. But it, it's after seeing how many came in last year, we still have a good month before before we're out of the out of the woods. Probably. So I would love it if if Hiller found out first and started talking about people. It'd just be poetic. <laughs> what Hiller started talking about people? Yeah, start just, talking about people popping. Just like leak it before it's ready to come out. It would just be cool. I mean, that's kind of what that's kind of what happened with Michelle. I mean, to some degree, right? She got ahead of the story wait before CrossFit could announce it. Yeah. So, I think you'll see more of that. Is they're aware of it and they'll start sharing before kind of just going dark, like kind of trying to share their side of the story versus just kind of hiding the narrative. Yeah. Yeah, control the narrative. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, That's it. We'll see you next week. Yep. See you. Bye-bye.